Let us pray. Grant, O oh Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Someone was telling me a story the other day about a home COVID test. Now, if you've tried to get one of these, you know that they can be hard to find, even if we're not really sure that they're even going to work. But if you've had a home COVID test in your grasp, it's like treasure. It's treasure. And so this person was telling me about their one last home COVID test. I don't want to waste it, they told me. I really want to make sure that I have it and then use it when I really need to. We don't know if we're going to be able to find another one. The world of COVID is all about scarcity. Testing, treatment, time, energy. There's just not enough. But the scarcity, it's in other things as well. We're running short on compassion. Empathy is hard to find. Seems these days like the only thing in abundance is blame and anger. Distrust for those around us, guilt and shame for ourselves, and if we're being really honest, probably too much caffeine in the morning and too much alcohol at night. One of the confounding things about scarcity is that it throws us into such a panic that we strive and work so hard for the very last thing that will actually save us from such an illness of lack. Operating under one of the great deceptions of the world, we strive for abundance, thinking, now that, that is the opposite of scarcity. We strive for everything when we are faced with our fear of nothing. Take a close look at your own shopping or that of others over the past two years, and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to ask you to raise hands if you've had a stockpile of toilet paper at your house. Now, I don't know about you, so I'm not going to make too broad of a generalization here, but for me, I have never been able to get everything, not in any aspect of my life. 
I have never been able to replace nothing with everything. And when I am working so hard for everything, I become a lot more tight-fisted on what I perceive is the little that I have. And truth be told, the research says we all do this. When scarcity is high, everything becomes narrow. We constrict and we cling and we hoard with one hand while we desperately grasp and grab and gather with the other. Brene Brown, researcher and storyteller, says, the opposite of scarcity is not abundance. The opposite of scarcity is simply enough. Empathy is not finite and compassion. Compassion is not a pizza with eight slices only. When you practice empathy and compassion with someone, there's not less of these qualities to go around. There's more. Love, says Brene. Love is the last thing that we need to ration in this world. And so it is that we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Every time, every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for our daily bread. We pray to be content with enough. So how do we reconcile enough when our gospel for today from John is not about enough? In fact, it is about the ridiculous abundance of God. The wedding at Cana, it's one of the stories that we're really familiar with. And in some ways, in some ways, this wedding is so ordinary. It's just a wedding. It's a party. It's Jesus hanging out with his friends. And even Jesus, I think, wants to be ordinary in this instance. He isn't the guest of honor. He makes no toast or speech, as far as we're told. We don't even know if the happy couple or their family knows that he's even there. And he certainly, when approached by his mother, alerting him to the lack of wine, initially desires to stay in a place of ordinariness. Woman, which really would have sounded more like, Mama... It's not my time. But Jesus is anything than ordinary. He does, however, take ordinary stone jugs and ordinary water and ordinary servants and an ordinary ladle. And simply through he is an extraordinarily abundant thing happens. 
150 gallons of the most divine, ha-ha, pun intended, wine. Surely more than was needed, given that the party was already halfway through. In the Gospel of John, miracles such as the turning of water into wine are not done to create awe or wonder. The point in John's Gospel isn't for us to go, oh my goodness, 150 gallons of wine, wow. No, in John's Gospel, miracles are a sign. It's meant to be a flag or a pointing finger, a blinking neon sign about who Jesus is. It's not about the wine. It's about Jesus. This extravagant miracle is not that God and Jesus will provide an abundance of material things in our lives, so please don't ask for Jesus to multiply the toilet paper or the COVID tests. Rather, this extravagant miracle is meant to highlight, to bring to our attention Jesus and the abundance of life when lived in him. Professor Elizabeth Johnson says, quote, the image of a wedding banquet is used frequently in scripture as a picture of the res restoration of Israel and wine is frequently used as a symbol of the joy and celebration associated with salvation. Even the prophet Amos speaks of the day when the mountains, the mountains shall drip sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Isaiah, Isaiah speaks of the feast that God will prepare for all people a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of well-aged wines strained. The abundance of fine wine is a symbol of abundance of joy that awaits not only Israel, but all peoples on the day of God's salvation. The wedding attendees, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, flower girls and ring bearers, sure, they didn't know that a miracle had happened. But they sure did get to celebrate. And they sure did enjoy life and joy that came with the presence of good wine. And if I had to guess, I would say that that wine was not consumed by one or a few, but it was shared and spread for all to enjoy. Each had enough. We never feel good or whole or well when we live within a scarcity mindset. Scarcity hinders our ability to see others as fully human, to see others as worthy of love and respect, to see others as beloved children of God. And it isn't just with COVID. Our world tells us that there is not enough of anything. Not enough power, not enough money, not enough. 
And so everyone around us is potentially someone who can take what is already in short supply. Our world tells us that the only way to escape fear or illness or despair or hurt, even death, is to procure beyond enough, even if it's at the expense of others. Our world tells us this is how you can be safe. This is how you can be happy. But our gospel tells us otherwise. Our gospel tells us that Jesus, Jesus is true abundance. And in God's abundance, there is enough for each of us. We don't have to strive or hustle for abundance. God has already done the work of multiplying. Our job, our job is to be content with enough, to be grateful with enough, to allow for others their share of enough. Imagine, imagine putting your time and energy into that kind of life, a life in which enough is good. It doesn't mean that abundant life in Christ is easy or comfortable or luxurious. Neither does it mean that sorrow and suffering are gone. But what it does mean is that in Jesus, we have an abundant and extravagant source of grace, a grace that can sustain us, a grace that is more than sufficient. A grace, a grace that meets us when we fall short. A grace that can give us joy even in the midst of struggle and sorrow. Abundant life in Christ, to quote again Professor Johnson, means that in Christ we are joined to the source of true life life that is rich and full and eternal, life that neither sorrow nor suffering nor death itself can destroy. And that, that is enough. That is enough to sustain us through all that this life can throw at us. And that is enough to lead us into the next life. Amen.